So again, you can kind of create that um, strategy for a client that have like a safeguard, if you will. So they always have a smart place to take that distribution out, regardless of what the market's doing. It's time for financial advisor, Ben Schrock, to give you the keys to retiring with confidence. This is Unlocking Your Financial Future. Hi, my name is Caitlin Schrock, and I'm the Director of Operations at BA Schrock Financial Group. Ben um, actually asked me to come back onto the podcast today to co-host with him. It's been a while since I've been on, but we were fortunate. One of our clients submitted um, kind of a mailbag question, as we like to call it. They were curious to learn more about RMDs. And RMD stands for Required Minimum Distribution. And so today we're going to do um, that as our topic. And I'm going to interview Ben. Great. Can't wait. <laughs> so ho- hopefully it's uh, nothing stump going to stump me out there, but uh, we'll find out. So let's start with uh, the easiest question, Ben. What is an RMD? RMD or Required Minimum Distribution is actually um, the IRS's way or the government's way to say that at a specific age, you are forced to take out a minimum distribution out of your pre-tax account. So if you think of your pre-tax accounts as something as a 401k or an IRA, those are the two most common. You also have 457s, 403bs. We've done episodes in the past about those different vehicles and, and tax shelters. So you can always tune back to those. But um, the IRS says you've never been taxed on this money before and it's been growing tax deferred. And now we want you to take that money out. So you essentially have to pay taxes on that. So at age 72 now, it used to be 70 and a half, the laws have changed. But at age 72 now, they uh, our clients are, are required to take a distribution, at least a minimum distribution. And there's a chart uh, where they take a dividing factor based on age and come up with the uh, actual distribution that they have to take out. Very good. So what are the changes to RMD tables? Yeah, so um, part of the, I believe it was part of the SECURE Act or, or uh, one of the, the laws that changed or passed in the end of uh, 2020 with COVID going on, all that kind of stuff. They changed the required minimum distribution date from 70 and a half to um, 72, and they basically kind of moved it all back. So your your required minimum distribution dividing factor used to be at age 70 and a half, used to be 27.4, 27.3, I believe. Um, now at age 72, it's still that same. So it's 27.4 is that dividing factor. So essentially what they've done, Caitlin, is delay or push back those those dividing factors. So in essence, what it's done is it's it's actually made the distributions less for our, for clients that are in retirement. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about those and how they calculate that here in a bit, but, um, they, they've actually shrunk that, that distribution that they're forced to take out now. So that was a big change. And mainly because I think maybe people are living longer and, and cause it's, it's basically attached to mortality tables too. Yeah. That was going to be my question. What is the advantage to changing those tables? Is it to the the individual or to the government? Yeah, believe, believe it or not, actually in this situation, it, it is to the, the client's advantage because they have to take out a little bit less. Like like previously, let's say 70 and a half, it used to be 27.4, 27.3, 27.4, somewhere in that ballpark. And then at age 72, it was 25.6. So that dividing factor, remember folks, it's not a, a percentage, it's a dividing factor. So they're going to take your year-end value, your December 31st value of the previous year, and divide it by 
that that factor. So if it was 27.4 at 70 and a half and it's and at 72 it, it used to be 25.6 and now it's 27.4, you actually have to take out less money at 72 than you would have at 70 and a half. So uh, or at 72 under the previous rules, excuse me. So I know it's kind of clunky and, and confusing in there, but in any case we have charts that that help us and, and guide us during those times. So really then the purpose is to kind of alleviate some of the tax burden. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's the purpose was, you know, if people are living longer, you know, they need to, you know, they can stretch it out a lot further into the future. It's only fair to the average U.S. citizen to do that. So in my opinion, it did benefit the, uh, um, the, the U.S. and the average retiree in that situation, which is, again, typically rare when we're talking about taxes in our government. Very good. So um, now we know what age you're required to take them at, that change there. So thank you. So we've gotten to that age. Are there any tax saving strategies that people can employ? Yeah. So, I mean, fortunately, um, if you catch it early enough, yes, you know, that that's typically the, the, the kicker there. So um, we've talked about in the in previous episodes about Roth conversions and the importance of Roth and converting IRAs, pre-tax money to uh, a Roth IRA. The advantage here is that when you're 72 and you have money in a Roth IRA, Caitlin, you don't have to take out an RMD or required minimum distribution. So you can just let your money continue to grow, grow, grow. And then whenever you take it, as long as you're 59 and a half and you waited five years, it's all tax-free. So if we start planning for this or planning for a client that might have you know, retired at 62 or 65, we have anywhere from 10 to seven years to look at their situation and say, okay, what's now going to happen at 72? If we got a million, two million, you know, three million bucks in in an IRA or 401k, we need to start converting these monies out so that at 72, this forced distribution isn't, you know, six figures and blowing us up tax-wise. So um, we can uh, do things preventatively on the front end early on if we catch it early enough. If you wait too long, right, and you're already 72 and you're forced to take it, it becomes a little tricky and um, a little bit harder to convert your way out of those. So is there a sweet spot to consider how to set yourself up for that? Or is it really just based on an individual situation? Yeah, I think it's individualized. I mean, because again, you don't, uh, the common misconception is, well, RMDs are bad. Not not necessarily. You know, if if you, you know, rarely do we recommend clients to convert 100% of their money out of an IRA to a a Roth, because given today's tax climate and where standard deduction is, you know, a lot of clients are able to deduct the, you know, 25 to $27,000 on a standard deduction. And so some of your RMDs can come off right from a standard deduction. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. And again, if you're using the money in retirement and spending it and living your life off of it, it's okay. You know, forced distribution isn't bad if you're spending it, really. Yeah, if you need the money. Absolutely. Yeah, makes sense. Okay, so our next question was um, different asset allocations for RMDs and where do we pull them from? So what are they and where do we pull them from? Yeah, so th- that's kind of the magic question is is when you're invested, whether it's in a in the stock market or in something you know safer like an annuity or you know fixed an annuity or an index annuity, excuse me, or a CD or something that's guaranteed never to lose money type product, we have different choices. So. You know, if we start with a client that might have all market-based portfolio, 
a lot of our strategies and a lot of the, the different investments that Keith will, will use. And Keith is our chief investment officer here in portfolio manager. So Keith is very value oriented and loves dividends within our, our portfolio. So a lot of times our dividends can be high enough to generate enough income off of them alone to satisfy our required minimum distribution. So the key with that is that the client never has to sell or liquidate their position in the market to satisfy the RMD, right? So if you think about the problems that people have um, at that point in life, and, and if the market's down, right, or they're losing money in the stock market and you're not generating any type of dividend within the portfolio, a client would have to sell shares out of their portfolio to satisfy their RMD. They may not want to, right? They may not need to, but guess what? The government says you have to. So that becomes a problem of selling at a low point because none of us can predict where the market's going to be at the end of the year or any time during the year when you're forced to take that money out. Yeah, that's um, a complicated situation. But to your point earlier, if you have a plan and you set yourself up to manage those distributions um, and at the right point in time, it can make a big difference. Oh, for sure. And and that's where, you know, that, that was someone that was fully invested in the market, right? If someone has a hybrid, maybe they have some safe money where, you know, where I'm saying safe, it's like guarantee type stuff, um, bank CDs, you know, fixed annuities. Um, then you have a choice, right? To say, okay, well, if the market's down, I can maybe satisfy my RMD out of another IRA that's in the bank CD. You know, they're probably not paying much, but you're not losing money over there. So you may not have to sell at a low point if you're not generating the dividend from that nature. Because that's a common misconception. If I have multiple IRAs, do I have to take an RMD out of each one? The IRS allows us within IRAs, specifically speaking to IRAs, the IRS allows us to aggregate those together and take one distribution from one account if we choose so. So again, you can kind of create that um, strategy for a client that have like a safeguard, if you will. So they always have a smart place to take that distribution out, regardless of what the market's doing. Yeah, I think what you just hit on is um, kind of unique. You hear the word required minimum distribution, and it sounds forced, which it kind mm-hmm. of is when you get to a certain age. But like we were just talking about, you have the retirement plan and the strategy in place, and you work the plan, and kind of the silver lining is you can adjust and truly have options if you've planned accordingly. A hundred percent. And I think that's the advantage of, you know, when, when we sit down with a client, we'll, our, our software will project out in the future till RMD age, right? And say, okay, we're estimating at age 72 that you will have to take out this much money. And then we look at that and say, okay, well, how are we going to do that? And then we start, you know, piecing it together. And, we, and then we look at it, okay, what, how much forced taxes is this causing us? So it kind of allows us to see the the problem, if you will, down the road before it even happens. Um, and then we can f- solve for that and find solutions. So I always tell my clients that if we get to a point in time, and I'm just going to throw out a random number, if a client needs $20,000 a year to live their life and they're pulling it off their IRA and it's not causing any tax issues, if we can get your RMD to equal 20,000 at 72, great, right? I mean, everything above and beyond that to me would be forced. So we try to look at that and say, well, how much money do we have to have in our IRA at 72 to make that distribution equal 20,000? So it's very scientific Mm -hmm. in that situation. and, And a lot of thought process goes into that so that we don't have a client that gets kind of in this tax bomb that we call it or in trouble um, down the road without thinking about that. Cause that's, you know, what, what ultimately happens is you have a birthday and boom, we're forced to take out distribution for no other reason that we aged one year. Right? Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. So that's a having setting yourself up to have some um, choices there and some control is um, a good place to be. Okay. So the last question um, that we had on this topic was how much additional income tax should you expect with RMDs? Yeah, that's a, that could be a loaded question. Um, it's all going to depend. That's going to be client by client really. Um, and so that's where sitting down with a, a qualified professional, you know, financial professional, whether it be a financial advisor that can help show you the things that I just discussed and, and project that. And then coupled with a good accountant, right? Someone that, that is, a CPA, someone that can practice the the you know taxes and and do that for a living, um, working together to to solve for that. So um, most times when we sit down with a prospective client, they don't even think about required minimum distributions, and we look at it and project it. And typically, and I'm speaking from our experience, Caitlin, um, we typically see that almost always jump up a tax bracket. So most commonly our clients are in that 12% bracket in retirement. And a lot of times it jumps them up to a 22% bracket at RMDH. So again, that's an extra 10% on anything over that threshold, which is pretty substantial um, in terms of a tax increase. So again, whether it's it's controllable that we caught it early enough to start working those conversions, or if you know we, we we're already you know beyond that point of, of conversions and, and too late to convert, we at least are prepared. So you know, at the end of the day, having that conversation is crucial because at least one way or another, you're going to know how much you need to plan for extra tax-wise, or what what it's going to be, or how much do I pay now versus later. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you, Ben. That was great info. Um, if any of our listeners on this topic today have questions or would like some more information or just to sit down with an uh, advisor in our office, we would be happy to do that. You can call us at 330-473-1060 or you can find us on the web at www.bashrock-fg.com. Investment advisory services offered through B.A. Schrock Wealth Management, Inc., a registered investment advisor. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency. This podcast is a paid placement. This show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.